Hey guys, welcome back to Life on Vacation, the podcast that's dedicated to bringing you interesting information by important people. Today we want to let you check out Vince. Vince is a personal jeweler in the Charleston area with years of experience in starting his own company, Dreams to Reality. He's somebody you definitely want to hear about, especially if you're ever interested in buying a piece of jewelry and wanting to know how to make that moment that much more special for that certain individual. He treats you like family and is awesome to be around. On top of that, he has a lot of ideas and his own take on what it means to build a team, build a relationship, and how to grow your business. Check him out and I hope you enjoy. Again, that jeweler wants to satisfy you as a customer. customer, but they want their paycheck too, so in the end, they're going to satisfy their employer. Yeah. In my case, being an independent jeweler, personal jeweler, private jeweler, guess who pays me? Just the customer. Yep. Yeah. So just the customer is also the customer. Yeah. So the same person, if I was working with one of you two, or both of you, Mm -hmm. you are my customer and you are my employer. So if you are on both sides of that line, where do you think my loyalty lies? No, you, obviously, because you're going to be the best for the customer because you don't have to answer to someone else. But my loyalty is going to, exactly, going to lie with you there. So that's why I want to help out anybody the best way I can. In fact, I... I call myself a personal jeweler because that's what people would relate to a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I like being a jewelry advisor. I'm going to give you the information that I feel you need to make a conscious decision, a fair decision. I'm not going to give you information that's going to gear you to one side or another. I'm not going to gear you to, hey, you got to buy from my store here. If somebody else does have a better price out there, I want them to get that better price. Unless they want to do business with me that badly, I won't say no. Yeah, of course. But, uh, <laughs> But I mean, a case in point, do you remember Jessica Zelton? She did Century Glass. She might have been gone before we switched over to Mm -hmm. uh, the Noise Oyster there. Okay. But uh, case in point with her, Mm -hmm. she is part of a church. And in that church, they had a congregation. um, Sorry, I'm not the face, so I don't know the proper names here. But they had a women's group within that church there also. Mm -hmm. One of the ladies was leaving, so all the other ladies in that group wanted to get her a going away gift. So they decided they want to get her something called a destination necklace, which it is just a plate of some type of precious metal, silver, gold, platinum. But at the destination part, they were going to engrave the coordinates of the church on that. So every time she looked at it, she'd remember the oh, church, okay. where it's yeah. at. Mm-hmm. So me being in the networking group with her, she wanted to give me the business. So we started talking and found out what she wanted. I did some research on it and got back to her with the price. She told me that price was a bit higher than what somebody else had gotten. Mm-hmm. or what, what she had seen I should say so I asked her who that was mm-hmm. and I actually called that company it was just somebody online kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah. but I called that company and I talked to them in the beginning it was just a they thought I was customer wise so they were having that conversation with me as retailer to customer yeah. mm-hmm. but as I started talking a little bit more to them it sort of revealed that I was an actual jeweler so now I started talk. it became a conversation between two people in the industry Man. Ask them the questions that I needed to be confident with their product. In the end, her, theirs was the exact same thing I was offering. The difference in how they can do that price was when I'm making a few of them, 
they're making thousands of them at a time there. Mm. So what did Mass I do? production, yeah. Yeah, so what did I do? I went to see Jessica and told her what I found, basically told her the conversation I just told you. Mm -hmm. In the end, I advised her, they're going to get you the same thing I am. Why would you spend the extra money with it? Yeah. So, fair. go on go on with them. If you need any help, I'm still here with you. Yeah. But uh, that's my job as your, your personal jeweler, your jewelry advisor. If I can get you the best price, awesome. If I can't, I still want you to get the best price out there. And, and yeah, that goes back to what you're saying as far as someone walking into just a random jewelry store is with you. You know, you look. You gotta make money too. You know, it's a business, but you're looking to actually help the person. So at the end of the day, if the way of helping them is showing them there's a better offer, then you're still okay with that. You know. I know it sounds like a salesperson line, but what you just said is the real reason why I opened Dreams to Reality. Yeah. Um, in 2008, when all the economy dropped and everything like that, the jewelry industry, as a lot of industries did get did get hit really hard. Well, it's mm -hmm. luxury, first to go, last to come back. Exactly. So I need to find ways to get people jewelry at an affordable, reasonable price. So that's why I actually racked my brain for a while trying to figure out, well, if I get a store and I gotta stock it with all this jewelry, and how am I gonna still get, get the people that I need a decent price when I'm playing the same game as everybody else out there? Mm -hmm. So that's why I figured out, you know what? I can get rid of the jewelry store. That saves three to ten thousand dollars on the first of the yeah. month. I don't have to insure all that millions of dollars worth of jewelry in right. case I don't have to product. buy all that. It all comes at a current market value. There's no highs or lows, and we can I can explain why that makes sense later on there. But um, but yeah. So I had to basically break the system, and by breaking that system, I got to be able to help a lot of people oh, yeah, out there. For sure, doing um, it different. And that's even if they don't do business with me. If somebody wants to. Just check on something. Hey, you know what? My parents did business with this jeweler, and they really love him, and they think he's he's great. But you know, I'm I'm me now. I gotta find somebody that I like to work with. Mm -hmm. And so far, he's great. But you know what? I don't know if he's ripping me off or anything like that. Yeah. He just comes with that trust and rapport. So yeah. if they want, they can call me up and say, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about buying this type of ring, this type of diamonds, and give me the information on it, care weights, qualities, and I'd be able to tell you if hey, if that's a reasonable deal or. Good Lord, that's really good. You should <laughs> actually, I'll go pick that up. Um, <laughs> yeah. right. Or it might sound too good. You might want to look into a little more about what's going on. Exactly, yeah. but it gives me the ability to help people, and that's what I really like to do. I'm never going to be rich off of dreams to reality. Yeah. People say that that's going back to the business practices and stuff. Like, no, you should never say something like that. You should want to succeed. Yes, I want to succeed, but being rich isn't my level of success. Yeah. They're not going to write how much money I had on my tombstone right mm -hmm. exactly. there's people at the that come to my wake and I hope they have a good time in my wake versus the sad <laughs> yeah um, they're not going to talk about he was a rich guy he had a lot of money yeah that doesn't mean anything yeah yeah but my level of success is going to be how many people I can help out there like I want to get enough money to be able to live decently I'm not gonna you're never gonna see me driving down 17 in a Ferrari or anything yeah. like that or one of those other really really expensive cars that I've been able to name of. Yeah. Um, you're never going to see me living in a mansion. If I ever have a million dollar house, you're recording this right now, you better bring this back up to me there that I said this. Because <laughs> I just look at that as, I look at that so like Forrest Gump, Gump's mama. Yeah. They had a lot of great sayings in that movie, but the one I'm referring to is, a person only needs so much money, the rest is just for showing off. I want to live decently, I don't need to be extravagant. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to help my family, get them what they need. Yeah. Past that, mm -hmm. I think all the money is going to go to different causes, and one of the main causes is going to be education. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I even want to take the Mother Teresa route on that, where I want to not just give money to a school, 
I want to be able to take that money that I would have given to the school and start an organization with that something I can keep so you can shoot yeah and you can mm-hmm. kind of direct it exactly where you wanted to go yep yeah. I mean granted I'm not really sure if those call it the mother tree Smith but somebody told me she did this so I started naming it that yeah but uh did you know she was actually a billionaire when she died I did not know that literally a billionaire that's crazy you heard that she fed millions and millions of kids out there yeah I heard that in the past too and I thought she did it through her influence hey I'm Mother Teresa I'm trying to help these people where you donate Mm -hmm. or give food or something like that Mm -hmm. no she actually did that that idea where she started all those organizations that made the money to be able to buy the food and get these kids all fed so she actually literally did it which was awesome start funding it and getting the organizations going that's awesome yeah Yeah. so I'd like to be able to try to do that but past that like I said I'm not trying to be rich this is really to help people out there yeah Yeah. I've listened and to a lot of people and read a lot of things and you know a lot of the most successful people they will state and tell you you know, having a lot of money is nice and don't get me wrong I you know they have a lot of it at that time so but they'll say they're not most of them weren't fueled or driven by wanting to see you know 50 million dollars in their bank account they're driven because they have something and they want to do something for somebody or a community it's and the kind of passion the yeah yeah there's there's core behind it you know what I mean and they said that's the best way to succeed because when you're driven by something other than a dollar you know, like you said with what you're doing, if you never became rich off of it and it never blew up to any other point than where it is now, at the end of the day, you enjoy doing what you do every day. And that's the difference in somebody who is doing it for the dollar is if they're not making it or on the way to making it, they're miserable because they're not enjoying what they're doing. They're not, there's no substance behind it other than chasing money. So yeah, I mean, you sit there and say, you know, you don't worry about if you'll get there, but that's how most people do get there is with that mindset of, you know, you're not worried about it. If you stay where you're at, living the life, being able to help people, then that stuff comes from living with that kind of mentality and passion. And I can let rest well at night there. I don't get well sleep, sleep but the idea <laughs> is there that I can, I can live with myself and then if I exactly. help somebody at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But if I was totally driven by capitalism and I had to screw somebody out of their money just to put more money in my bank account, no, I'm going to go to I wouldn't be able to live with myself off of that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, even just a small conversation like this. But if any of your listeners have any questions that would make it more interesting, get you more, yeah. So more, uh, you know, most people, I'm most, happy to answer those. you know, and that's the thing is, most people don't even know. I, I would assume, you know, unless they're really heavy into it, that going to someone like you is an option. I would think, you know, if I were going to go buy some jewelry, I'd probably walk into whatever jewelry store down here and take advice of whatever someone's telling me. Cause I'm not an expert, so I don't know. So I, you know, thinking they have the best interest point, but like you said, it's kind of like a car lot or somewhere else. You go in there, and yeah, they want to serve you as a customer, but you don't know what everybody's intentions are behind that. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice for people to know, you know, hey, this there is people out there that that's an industry that yeah yeah that, that can count. look out for your best interest, and that's there's more ways to go about doing what you're doing than just going down to the local jeweler. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, to go furthermore into that too, I would say we become part of somebody's team. And what I mean by that is we all need teams to succeed. Um, Say if somebody was a real estate agent, they'll have a mortgage broker. They might even have people that fix up the houses to uh, remodel it and make it look better, like carpets or, hey, we can take up this wall to give you a bigger open open space plan. Mm -hmm. Um, In the case of going back to an actual person, their team could be people like a physical trainer a personal chef, 
yeah. uh, a certified per or a personal accountant. Yeah. Somebody, these all these all are people that have that client's best interest in mind. Versus, say, you're, and I probably shouldn't knock them like this, but say HR Block. Mm. Those people are your cookie cutter tax people. They're not exactly. Steve Metals out there who does have somebody's best interest in mind. I'd rather have somebody on my team like Steve Metals of rather course. than somebody that I work with like a K Jewelers or a HR H R Block, a tax person there. Mm -hmm. um, but the personal trainer. It's well, not just going to a gym and. Uh, Oh yeah, you want to lose weight? Okay, let me tell you the same thing that I told the same hundred people. Yeah. Go on that machine, do your rep this, do that rep, do this over there. No, okay, that personal trainer though is going to sit down with that person. Learn so what's your problem? What's the, what's, I shouldn't say it like that, but what, what, you do, you want, be, what you do you want to achieve? You wouldn't hire me if you can do the same thing that everybody else does or the cookie cutter, go take a walk, take a bike ride, get on a Bowflex machine or something like that. You need something that's geared to you. So. What is what? What has stopped you from losing weight? What has stopped you from gaining more muscle mass? There. Yeah. Well, what's my eating habits? Okay. Well, let's sit down and let's talk let's about talk. nutrition. Yeah. If you like to eat a lot, that's perfectly fine. But let's change your diet to be more natural stuff, not that stuff that's just going to stay in you and your body's got to process out yeah. there. You can eat as much as you want there. Well, I just don't have time to do it. Okay. Well, everybody has time. Yeah. What I'm going to do for you now is I'm going to actually be there with you, but I'm going to. Also, give you a call. Hey, did you go do your half an hour walk? Accountability. Mm-hmm. Yep. To follow up on those, but these are things that are part of people's team rather than just something that yeah they worked with that building out there. Building a relationship mm -hmm. with someone, you know, and that's that's kind of. I mean, it's working its way back, but over the years, that kind of lost importance and people understanding that you can build a team and a relationship with everybody, and like you don't have to go to these cookie cutter places and just be like another random customer like you're saying number 100 through the door mm -hmm. through the day and that's what we were trying to do the same thing with that about uh, uh, car shops you know I mean, they they come in there and oh well, yeah you need brakes all the way around and rotors every time you know and that's just something but when you go to your specific mechanic he's there to take care of you mm -hmm. he's not going to feed you all that stuff Actually, case in point on that, because that's a really, really great example. Yeah. I have a brother who is a mechanic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I go on the road to consult every now and then, so sometimes I'm too far away for his services. Yeah. But you know what? If I have to go into one of these other car lots out there, and, yeah, they give me the same spill that you're talking about. You need this, this, this. Well, he actually knows my my brother actually knows my car. Yeah. No, you don't need that. He can say, why are, they, well, why are they trying to charge you for that? Nope, just tell him to do this, and you'll be fine with that for the next few months, and you just come back and visit me when you get back over here, and we'll get it taken care of there. But if I didn't have somebody on my team, exactly. I'd have to take that person's advice. Oh, I need new tires, huh? Okay. And I actually just put new tires on my car. Uh, took that long trip back across, <laughs> back and forth across the country. But, uh, but yeah, if somebody told me that, and I didn't have somebody to check with out there, there goes another $800 for that set of tires there. Yep. I need a tune-up at it. I've never seen how those liquids look in my car, if they actually do need to be yeah. changed over or not. But he knows when he puts them in there. He knows how long they're supposed to last. So when I'm on the road and these people, oh, you hit this mileage here. You need to get this full tune-up there. Mm. Hey, Sean, do I need to get this? No. Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks. I'll yeah. pass on that. So yeah, you're right. My, my, dad, um, my dad owns his own HVAC business and residential work. And that's who we do a lot of AC work for still. But it's kind of the same thing like you were saying with your industry is because we're a small organization and we're trying to help people and he has his 
clients that trust them, it's the same type of thing where we'll get phone calls, and I've seen him be on the phone with people for two hours trying to walk them through and show them and tell them, well, this is this, and they'll say, well, how much did this cost, or what's wrong, and you'll be on the phone for two hours, give them information, trying to help them out so they know, because they'll say, you know, a big, not going to drop any names, but a big heating and air company came out and looked at it and said, I need a whole new system, and then, well, let me come out and look at it for you. You go out and look and say, you know, hey, it was this one part, this part cost $5, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not going to charge you for coming out here, but... You know, they're not being honest with you. And you build that rapport and that trust, and he's never did one ounce of marketing other than just word of mouth. And because of that kind of dedication, now we went downtown on a holiday Sunday and looked at an air conditioner before, and it was a trip breaker. So we'll flip the breaker back, and he'll say, you know what, don't worry about it, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll people $200, you know, to go out there and do that, to say, you know, oh, this was wrong, and this was wrong. So it, it once again, it's building that relationship with an individual who you can trust as opposed to just someone coming out there telling you what they think you could hear and what you believe. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah, not nickel and dime in them. They should appreciate yeah. that too, but they actually have some. And that goes along with having that team there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the whole referral thing, uh, that, that's, that's huge. I just got asked today you know, if I knew of anybody who's good at um, you know, pressure washing and stuff. The last pressure washer um, company that we used, I can't, I can't remember because I don't have that strong relationship with just one pressure washing company. So you know the, those are the internal teams that you you know as a contractor or somebody in real estate that you, you know we, we need to have close niche so you can just say hey here's this person they'll take care of you yep. instead of you know saying. Uh, you can try those guys, but I'm not sure, if, you know, and then... It's just they as good as Googling it. Yeah. Might as well Google yeah. I don't know any more about them <laughs> than you about this guy. Exactly. And then, and then, you know, you hate, at least I do, I'm sure most people with a good conscience feel the same way, you hate referring someone to something that you kind of know and have an idea but don't fully know because you don't want to refer someone to someone and then them have a bad experience and then, you know that kind of comes back on you so that is a fine line when you say well I do know these guys who do this but I don't know them know them mm-hmm. so that that was one of the main reasons behind the whole podcast is because everybody that's coming on you know we're making notes and, and doing information on that way we can help people because the whole point of things to help people too you know because we're not profiting off this right now but I would love for someone to come in here and sit and talk and in the conversation find out they're interested in purchasing some jewelry and find out more about it and say, funny thing, I know an awesome guy who I've had five conversations with, good friend of mine, here's his information, I trust him, he'll do right for you, you know what I mean? Yep. And, that, and that's really what I want to gain from all of this, yep. is being able to know those people because it's so hard sometimes, especially in this day and age, to meet the right people trust them and then build a relationship where if I reach out to you I know you're gonna get back to me and talk to me I'm not wondering what happened in three months and then going by without a response mm-hmm. so that and that's that's really what I hope to gain from all this so well anything out there it's always good to meet different yeah. people mm-hmm. um, but talking about those relationships though, that's one nice thing about the Charleston area for all team is that we're not like we're a team. We're not just a group that gets together and, yeah, I know he does jewelry. I know he does carpet there. But you they, we actually know about. each other there. Right, you've got a personal um, connection. I was going to say, if that person still does need a pressure washer, um, Brian Lancaster. Brian Lancaster. Uh, he's doing more for paints out there. But, uh, but yeah, if you want that number, I can get you that number there. And, I, uh, I've 
probably got him in the book. Because uh, yeah. he he joined at the same time that you did. Okay, so yeah, I thought Easter. it was just paint. Yeah, but, he does. Uh, uh, I mean, he does watching too. Yeah, he does both of those. Okay. But yeah, okay, he's a good, good. guy there. Uh, we've seen some of his paint jobs there. He's fun to talk to. So. Right. Yeah, he was nice. Yeah. Well, I'll have to yeah. get information on if your brother does work on cars because I definitely love to reach out to him. <laughs> that is the one thing that I really do know that I would like to have somebody that I can trust mm-hmm. to just give me an opinion and look at the car and work on the car and whatnot. Because I really hate going to places and because it's like he said every time. I take. I mean, I got a. My car's not that old. It's 2015. If I go down here to, you know, Firestone, they're gonna tell me I need a whole new engine. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hate that because I'm not, I'm not a real in-depth car person. I wouldn't know, like you said, when what would need to be changed and what it looks like and what's coming out. So it really is I'm, me trusting someone, and I just always get a bad feeling when I go to any car dealers. Uh, a mechanic shop mm-hmm. up and down the road. So I won't say it's the cheapest, but he's actually at Hudson in uh, Mount Pleasant. Okay. If you ever get around there. Gotcha. Um, technically, he works on more of the import cars there, yeah. but if you just okay. tell him I sent you over there and yeah. Vince said to say to have Sean work on this one, they'll send the car sure. to him over there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, for sure. He'll give you an honest, honest opinion of what yeah. you need and what you don't. If you have time on yours too, like some people say, oh, there's six months on there, you should get a repair kind of thing. But hey, if you got six months on there, you got six months on there. Yeah. Come and see me back in five months. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm, I'm a firm believer too in, you know, I don't want to be price gouged, but I don't mind paying more for this guy over this guy if I know this person and trust them because, you know, cheapest isn't always the best quality. You know, I can find a million people who do something for me and one guy's going to try to beat the next guy's price and the next guy's price. But that does me no good unless I know it's done right. So I'd rather pay a little more and make sure something's done right as opposed to cutting corners, hoping to get it done cheaper. Because in my experience, anytime I've seen anybody do that or I've done it, it just winds up costing me more in the long run because it wasn't done right the first time. So yeah, definitely. It's nicer twice. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you're definitely right. There's a there's definitely a, a worth, a value to a peace of mind to know that I won't have to do this again. Yeah. To know that I am getting a good product up front. Um, I would say there are some cases out there that hey, sometimes the cheapest is is yeah. just as good as the most expensive out there too. But uh, I would say those are from what I've seen very few times compared to the. Uh, yeah. You may have seen this uh, seen this picture, but if you haven't, you should Google it. But uh, I always find it by typing in somebody's always says they can do it for cheaper. And what you see is this uh, guy getting a tattoo. It sort of has back down the tattoos artist's back here. I know you people can't hear it, see that, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you see this big brawly guy, sort of what you imagine the biker or something you don't want to mess with kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Captioned on top, somebody's always willing to do it cheaper. You see him holding this picture of this tattoo that he wants with this is awesome, I think it's sort of like Pegasus or something, a horse that's just yeah, sort of like wings and stuff on yeah. there. And you see what the tattoo artist is doing back there, it looks like Gumby. <laughs> so it's like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> so not always not cheap. Yeah. It's good. Some people, right. like we're talking about the web designer, they take one class out there and they're offering, hey, I do this out there. And you look at it like, yeah, I guess it's on the web. You did a web design, yes, but yeah. uh, it's not what I thought I was exactly getting there. So and and I reference what I know, and like I said, you know, I've done air conditioner work thirteen years now, and that's one of those things. An air conditioner is a big investment; it's not a cheap thing. Mm-hmm. And I went out to properties for people and looked at air conditioners, and it's, I mean, 
screwed up beyond belief. And the best solution is you need a new air conditioner. And they say, well, this was put in two or three years ago. And I said, yeah, but it wasn't done right is the problem. You know, I mean, I don't know who did it. I'm not trying to point any fingers, but it's just going to cost you more money because it was done completely wrong and wasn't done properly. So now you need a new one again. And you want the cheapest person? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah, we had a guy, um, was it two years ago? Yeah, Sullivan Island. Yeah, Sullivan Island. Um, and he posted online and we contacted him, Matt contacted him and been on the job for him. And I think it was kind of the cooler month. So we offered him a pretty good price. You know, we'll drop prices when it's cooler outside instead of being so hot. And uh, he got back to Matt and was like, well, no, I found someone that could do it for whatever dollar amount it was. And we kind of looked at each other, and it was just an unreal price. I said, this guy's going to do it for how much? And he said, whatever it was. And I said, well, you can have at it. I'm not beating that price because I just I can't do work for that cheap. So long story short is a month, a month later, if that, if that, and then same guy, another ad, hey, can someone come look at it? I had a guy install my system. It's not working, and I can't get a hold of him. Can somebody come help me? Nope, we're busy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not cleaning up after him because I already know okay. it's going to be a headache. So I'll pass, but perfect example. Mm -hmm. so going with the cheapest isn't always the best. Yeah, and you know something else besides just the price of it? Try putting up that rapport. Maybe somebody else used that person. They did a good job yeah. before. I mean, with me, getting over the trust factor of not having a lot of people know what personal jewelers over here, they have to spread the word that, hey, this guy is actually a legit jeweler. He knows what he's talking about. So that's why I don't really do any advertising out there mm -hmm. because if I just put out a print advertisement, I don't know this guy. It's no better than... Right, exactly. Phone, no one knows if somebody you. can actually mm -hmm. transfer that report, yeah. then that would be good. So maybe in this case, before he even did it the second and third time, maybe you should find <laughs> out, hey, is the, is the person that's coming to repair the job that the person did the <laughs> is this yeah. guy any better than that other one yeah. out there, or did I just hire any other Tom, Dick, or Harry yeah. out there? Yeah. yeah. So, but, so you've done work all over the country then, oh, yeah. not just in Charleston. Oh, yeah. So you just got back from, before Colucci's, you were out of town? Um, actually, before that, funny enough, I've been here 10 years and I've never really worked here in the last 10 years. Really? Um, actually found it was a small job I did before there, but uh, I did a pawn shop downtown, helped them liquidate out there. Um, not usually what I do, but they had jewelry there, so we decided to help them out and have, help them with their exit strategy. Um, and then it was Colucci's. But before that, I've gone to Reno, Texas, maybe I should say the cities, but Reno, Galveston, Sacramento, Milwaukee, Madison. Royston and the list oh, goes over. goes on. And these and okay. so how how are these acquired? Was this word of mouth or um, through the business consulting side? Yeah. Uh, I work for work with a company based on an independent contract, just sort of like with you with the HVACs. Mm -hmm. Somebody calls them and starts working on a deal. Yeah. So um, because I'm one of the supervisors, there's a lot of parts of these consulting. So oh yeah. They do a lot of it over there, like the advertising plans, actually gotcha. graphic design, et cetera, on their yeah. line. So when we get to the point that, hey, we're going to do a store, and hey, it's going to be in this area, do you want to... Are you interested in taking the job? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, that's good. So, but yeah, so it gets gets sourced through that, or the gigs get sourced through another company for that one, and then for the uh, Dreams Trail, it's all word of mouth. That yeah, all passed along. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Do you have anything set up online for the Dreams Reality, or is it just word of mouth, purely strictly word of mouth? Uh, I can't say purely word of mouth there, but pretty close to that. I do have a website out there just to, 
you know, have a little more credibility and show that, hey, I'm right. actually a jeweler out there. So mm-hmm. some substance to look it. at. Mm-hmm. I got you. So Terco, basically, it's just a generic one. It tells about the services, how to get in contact me, how I can serve you just like a jewelry store. Yeah. Um, it is connected to um, one of my vendors who basically shows the whole list of jewelry they have, which is an absolutely amazing That's selection awesome. of it. So yeah. if somebody needs, they can go there rather than me having somebody set up every little and they Every can thumb through here. and look through and say, hey, I'm interested in this, mm-hmm. you know, what what does that look like? And then talk to you about it and contact yep. you. That's cool. Yeah. So how long have you been doing that? How long has that been in effect? Uh, the website or Dreams to Just Reality? Just the whole Dreams Reality. Uh, Dreams Reality has been going on for five years now. Okay. I've been doing jewelry for 15, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've had, it's been established for a while, then. Oh, yeah. Dreams Reality. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad it actually took that long to yeah. start up there. It gave me the opportunity to be able to meet a lot of different people yeah and that's the very generic way of putting it what I mean by that is I've had some really great mentors teach me about jewelry and what jewelry is um, it's not just a pretty rock and some metal there yeah and that's actually the reason I got into it because I was that little kid that thought hey I can sell expensive items I get expensive commission right makes sense but over time seeing how many great people I've worked with out there mm-hmm. how many of those great mentors taught me about it it's not about a shiny rock and a piece of metal. It's, take the case of an engagement ring. It really is like a little time capsule there. A lady can look back at that and she'll remember where you were at, how you proposed, sometimes even what you were eating. They definitely do. Mm-hmm. So it's not, again, it's not just that expensive rock. It's about the memories, it's right. about the feelings, about conveying a message. Um, and that message could be something like just a small pendant. Hey, I was just thinking about you. Jewelry doesn't have to be expensive to be important. Just the meaning behind it. You know, that's what most people look for. Yeah. Do you remember Linda May? Mm-hmm. Um, she does Premier Designs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have told, they create a separation between that type of jewelry and what I do. And yes, there are some different categories, costume jewelry, high fashion, fine jewelry. Mm-hmm. But they look at my jewelry being gold and diamonds and actual gemstones as being more important. Hmm. And I guess this comes from my training in the past that I've said this so many times it's going to come off as a salesperson even though I don't like to come off <laughs> as a salesperson but I'll just give you the same thing that I say to people that jewelry is not functional. It is not going to drive us from point A to point B. It's not going to be as simple as a comb that just combs our hair. It's not a computer that organizes our life. It's not a refrigerator that keeps our food cold or preserved. Jewelry has absolutely zero function. And that is coming from a jeweler but it also does the one thing that nothing else does out there which is solely take care of the emotions if you get somebody a piece of jewelry it's because you want to get them a piece of jewelry it's not the valentine's get out get out of jail free card like flowers or chocolates out there if you want jewelry it's because you actually cared about the other person and got them jewelry was actually thinking about them wanted to celebrate their special occasion so what i'm going at is if somebody's going to do something that nice for somebody it shouldn't be rounded down to a price, a quality, or even if it's, quote, real out there. Yeah. I've, sold, I've sold silver rings, sterling silver rings, with cubic zirconias in, this, in them. That is what the person could afford, but the person wanted to marry the other person. The same intention behind someone who could have bought something 15 times what that was worth. Yep. So if that person, if that, if that piece says everything that he wants to say to her or conveys that message from the giver to the receiver then that's what makes 
jewelry worth it. The story is what gives it its value. And that's when, when I say about Premier Design or some of these other uh, companies that are like that, their jewelry is no less valuable than mine. It, if it conveys that message, it is worth every single penny of it. Um, I just lost my train of thought there. But um, that, uh, I mean, that, that sums up your passion for it. You know, that, that, that really does. Well, that's very well put, and that goes back to someone having a relationship because I've walked into plenty of jewelry stores and I've had plenty of conversations, and I've never had anyone that's where I was actually place go, that in such a phrasing that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. What you just said just jogged my memory because that's where I was going to go. Going further into into these things that people think are important, like those qualities, or if it's real. How many times have you? We've all known some that got jewelry whether it be through gifting or inheriting. How do those people refer to their jewelry? I know it's sort of a vague question. I'll go into it a little bit more. They're gonna to refer to it as, hey, check out my engagement ring or check out my birthday gift. It's what it's gonna to mean to them. Mm-hmm. But how yeah, many people have you ever heard say, oh, look at my HBS2. Yeah. Or look at my internally flawless uh, SI. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, internally flawless D in color. Those conversations only go on in the jewelry store, and that's usually from a guy because they want to connect their amount that they're spending to some type of quality behind the line. But uh, but that's yeah, not what's yeah. important. How many people have you heard uh, say, "This is my five thousand dollar ring"? Yeah, it's not about no, the sort of thing. It's yeah. what it actually means to them there. No, so you're exactly sense. correct. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. If if. Premier Designs, Linda, or mm-hmm. somebody else from those more high fashion, or even costume jewelry, yeah. sells that piece and the person likes it, That's what it they're not going to say, oh, this is my $24 ring. Yeah, no. Still, what it means, this is my engagement ring. Yeah. Whether it's silver and cubic components, whether it's a plastic ring. No, you're right. All the, all the way from a, a 16-year-old buying his girlfriend a ring saying, my boyfriend got this to me on our six-month anniversary like teenagers do, or... A couple that's been married 30 years, he says, hey, look at the bracelet he got me for our wedding anniversary. So, yeah, you're exactly right. That's true. People don't refer to it like a like a phone or a computer or a car. Like, yeah, check out my iPhone or, you know, people don't, that's not a thing with jewelry. So, never, I've never heard anybody phrase it in that manner. Yeah, so. well, that's what jewelry is supposed to be. It's supposed to be about that specialness. And that's what, that's why having those great mentors earlier in my career taught me what it's about. It's not some big box store out there who's your job is just to keep selling this jewelry out there and the more you sell the better it is for the customer because they're going to show them that they love their person more well it's not about the price so if they're not going to if it's not going to be about the price it will be about the care i will say you kept saying it's not a come it's going to come off salesman-y but i'll tell you if i wasn't going to buy jewelry you would have sold me (laughs) with that because you definitely made me feel a connection to the jewelry instead of just purchasing it and that's what it should be i mean I don't want to, I know I'm just coming to talk to you in general here, just have a conversation, support your business. I don't want to turn into everything about dreams to reality. No, that's, that's what it is but, for uh, is this conversation. So but, keep going. Yeah. Well, one thing I like about custom designs is that a person actually gets to be a part of it. Um, now, yes, they can go buy a piece out of the case and the part is, hey, I searched around at different stores and I found you something that you like. That's awesome. Don't get me wrong. But if you can even be have a more special touch in this. Like, hey honey, I actually created this ring for you. I sat down with the designer and we we figured out 
how much finger real estate you have there because we'll all build differently. Some fingers are thinner, thicker, longer, shorter out there. Not every ring looks good on everybody, just like every dress doesn't look good on every lady out there. Uh, I, sh I should make that sexist. Not all clothes look good on some guys out there, <laughs> yeah. too. But you know what I'm saying by that. Of course, for but sure. We sat down and we talked about not ladies. We talked about this one lady and how she's going to like this ring. If she has short fingers, she's not going to want something that's really wide out there because it's going to look too grandiose on her finger out there. So she's probably going to want something a little bit smaller, a uh, little bit thinner out of there. But he's getting to be part of that actual Experience. process there. You know, it's funny too because I don't, I don't know a whole lot about jewelry, but this already right here is very informative to me because I never thought about having that experience. A lot of the times the little bit of jewelry that I've purchased, which hasn't been much in the past, you know, sisters and mothers and people here and there, but I went to like a thing remembered because more than the piece of jewelry, I wanted to have a touch in putting something on it that kind of referenced what was going on, you know, like happy birthday or was thinking about you on this day. And to me, this goes back to what you're saying is I was excited about pinpointing a moment and using the jewelry to accentuate that and I never thought about it on a bigger level to like go as far as hey you know I can have any band ring you know customized if I know the right person who will work with me so it doesn't just have to be me going and getting an engraving I can have a real personal touch on any piece of jewelry I buy and that's cool to know because I never even thought about it on that level one of my philosophies out there, and somebody told me this a long time ago, be the change you want to see in this world. And I do agree with that, and I think this world would be a lot better if people helped out more people without needing a tit for tat or, hey, yeah. I helped you out, you got to help me out. So, hey, if I can just help you all grow, then, hey, I'm happy with that too. If you publicize Dreams Reality, that's cherry on top. That's the added bonus.